Well, hey, everybody. This is Josh Hall from the Get Level Podcast Network, and you're listening to another episode of the Get Level Sessions. So I've got a couple special guests with me here today, and I'm going to introduce them uh, here shortly. So first of all, I got Percy Garner sitting next to me. Percy, uh, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hello. Like you said, I'm Percy Garner, uh, host of the 99 Miles Per Hour podcast with Percy Garner here on the Get Level Podcast Network. And uh, I feel good to be here. I'm really excited and uh, definitely want to make time in my day to, to get opportunity to talk here. That's right. So we've got a very um, special conversation we're going to have today. So we actually have a conversation with a representative from the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, just up the road in Canton, Ohio, from where we're located. Um, so we're going to bring in Rich DeRozier um, into the podcast. Uh, Rich, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome from Canton. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Rich has got that nice, uh, nice backdrop in his office there. Is that Bears? <laughs> Some of the, yeah. How about that? Yeah. Well, you know, you got, you got, is that real, is that real brick behind you guys too? That is not real brick. <laughs> Dang it. You, no. <laughs> you called us out on I it. I literally tried to lean up against it a couple nights ago and found out the hard way. <laughs> it is, uh, it is some real, the sum of that is real stone. Well, what, whatever you can see is real stone behind me from the original hall of fame wow. built in 1963. Dang, that's pretty okay. cool. It is. Uh, so, Rich, yeah. why don't you t- just tell everybody a little bit about uh, your role at the Hall of Fame uh, and what you do there? Okay. Well, my title is Vice President of Communications and Public Relations, and what I do uh, is uh, depends on the day. Uh, some days I might be uh, writing a news release for something going on at the Hall. I might be uh, speaking to the media like I am with you guys right now. I might be editing uh, the tribute book that's set to go to press here to recognize the class of 2020. And then, you know, one of the nice things about the job is, uh, just how no two days are really the same and how much is going on at the hall outside of, uh, the annual enshrinement events and the hall of fame game. And some of those things, there's really a lot more going on here than I think most people would realize. Well, I mean, I, I think maybe we should start there. Um, that, that brings up a question in my mind. What, what are those other things that are going on other than the enshrinement week, which we'll, we'll get into all that here in a little bit. Sure. Well, one of the things uh, happening right now is uh, we're working into a partnership uh, for an entity that'll be called Hall of Fame Health. And this is going to be a medical delivery service to help players, whether they played one down in the NFL or whether they're enshrined in the Hall of Fame, to help them navigate uh, medical care, um, insurance, uh, finding the right doctors, getting the right uh, supplements, um, uh, finding care for their spouses, for their children. You know, a lot of these guys, especially uh, the, the players who achieved a high level of, of fame and, and had a lot of money, you know, they've always had somebody to handle these issues for them, you know, whether it be through the team or uh, through an agency, uh, through their own families, you know, their, their parents. All of a sudden, they, their career ends. They're on their own. Uh, they hit early middle, you know, middle age or, or early middle age, and, and their first, first health crisis pops up. They don't have any idea what to do in some cases, you know, just how, to, how to navigate uh, insurance, uh, how to find the right doctor, 
how to get a specialist if they need one. And uh, so the Hall of Fame recognized this as a huge need and is partnering with a company in California called Sovereign Healthcare to bring together uh, some world-class doctors and some world-class service to any ex-football player that might need it. So fledgling um, operation just getting launched. And uh, I think you're going to hear a lot more about that in, in uh, months and years to come. It's going to be one of the um, I think one of the real pillars of the hall of fame before too much longer. Man, that's, I was going to say, I was, you know, that's just, that's just, that's just one. Example. Yeah. I was going to say halfway through that. I was like, man, I wish baseball did something like this. Cause you, you really don't. Um, now I was one of the people that I was really always in tune with my insurance coverage and making sure I knew what was going on. Cause baseball, obviously the NFL has a lot of people to deal with a lot of players, each team, but with baseball, you know, the or, one organization has to deal with 250 players and all their minor league organizations and stuff like that. So it's a it's, it right. might be a little bit more of a challenge, but w- that's a great idea. That's something that you guys, you know, I, I, I never would have thought of, hey, this need or most people wouldn't have thought of, hey, this need, this is a need for for the players and retired players. But I mean, I'm glad you guys thought of it because that is definitely something that is very important. It is. And, and, another, and another element of that, too, is is uh, world class athletes sometimes just they don't want to feel like they're dependent on somebody else. You know, they've been the alpha for their entire lives. And all of a sudden they're in a position where they need a little they need a little help and, and they're reluctant to reach out. And sometimes get away from them. They, they let things go a little too far. And, and when they finally ask for help, um, they're not quite sure where to go. And so Hall of Fame House is going to help them navigate all of that. Sure. That's awesome. Now, was that, is that modeled after, you know, some, someone else that had already tried this sort of thing or how did you guys come up with this idea? You know, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So a, a couple of, uh, a couple of the living hall of famers, we, you know, we call them gold jackets. It's a, it's a term we use, uh, for the living hall of famers because, uh, they have the gold hall of fame jacket. Um, basically said, you know, I, I, I have a, an illness or a disease and I just don't know where to turn, uh, reached out to the NFL player care association. I just sort of became a, 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 do you know somebody who can help me type of thing? And, and once we scratched the surface of it a little bit, realized, Hey, wait a minute, this is, you know, this isn't just one guy who is having a problem. There's a lot of guys in this situation. You know, there's, there's a lot of guys who, uh, have issues with joints and and are looking for uh, somebody that they can trust to do a joint replacement surgery or uh, you know um, you know dementia is an issue uh, with uh, some former athletes um, uh, bariatric surgery for some players who have let their ex players who have let uh, weight issues get out of control uh, dietary uh, you know diabetes. Um, you name it, and there's uh, probably somebody in the in the universe of the NFL who's who's dealing with it and, and struggling to deal with it, and, and just is looking for kind of that 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 beacon of light to help them navigate through uh, un, unknown waters for them, and that and that's where Hall of Fame Health is going to come in. That's nice. pretty awesome. Yeah, Percy, you got anything else to? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, I'm impressed, and I, I do agree with uh, the necessity being you know the the birth <laughs> of ideas like this, and um, like I said before, it's right. It's pretty good that, and you know, I think it's a good idea and I'm glad you guys are doing it for the players. Thanks. You know, I think, and, and you're going to see supplements be a big, a big issue too. You know, the, the guys who are in good shape, who, who, you know, some of these guys, you know, the average lifespan in the NFL is 
three and a half, four years. And that, you know, that's average. So when you take a guy like a Ray Lewis, who, who played 15 years or whatever, and a, or a guy like Drew Brees, who's, or Tom Brady, who are in their 20th years or whatever, when, when you, when you add those guys in and, and realize that the average is around four, it, then you start to realize how many guys are in for one or two years only. So, you know, guys get their, their taste in the, in NFL football or major league baseball, uh, but it's over by age 25. And, uh, you know, but they want to take care of, you know, they've still got a world-class body, you know, maybe, maybe they can't hit a hundred on the, on the radar gun anymore or, or run on a four, four anymore. <laughs> Uh, but they're still world-class athletes compared to most of us. And they want to, you know, how can they keep that edge? And so, you know, diet supplements are all, also going to be elements uh, that are big parts of Hall of Fame health. So it's not just people who are who are battling something maybe later in their lives, but just to take that guy from 25 or 30 uh, into age 40, 50, 60 at the most optimum health they can maintain. So that's an element of it too. Yeah, that's very important. I mean, I'm already, uh, <laughs> that's why I said I wish baseball did something like this. Cause you know, I'm starting to get bigger and uh, I'm not, I don't really have the diet that I used to. Uh, and I definitely don't exercise the way I used to when I was playing. So it's, uh, like you, like you said, man, this it's, it's magical that, you know, they have it. And like, you, like we might go into later, it's not like you guys are getting this all, you know, paid for by the NFL or whatever. This is something outside. And it look it looks like a, this right. for people to be able to do this and not have big old corporations, you know, to pay for all this stuff. It just, it, it, it goes to, you know, this area around here, we just, we know how to take care of each other and we know how to think of things that people need around us. So uh, I think it's pretty cool. Right. Right. You got the, you got the fraternity of the team. Uh, you got the fraternity of your own uh, family and friends network. And then, and then, like you said, Percy, you know, you're right about this area is extremely giving. And uh, if they see somebody in need, they're going to say, well, what can I do to help? And, and uh, that's, that's where we are now. It's, it's really new. And, and, but boy, the, uh, the possibilities are just uh, really, it's exciting. It's exciting to work on something like that. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is really awesome. So you said, aside from the Hall of Fame health, then you said there were some other things going on uh, other than Enshrinement Week, um, right? Is there anything else you want to dive into? Right. Well, we can dive into, yeah, sure. You know what? Uh, today we just launched a, a video on demand service. Well, you know, it's kind of a, kind of our first uh, dipping our toe in the water. Uh, Hall of Fame productions, you know, inside the Hall of Fame basically is a Hall of Fame has basically its own production house. Um, uh, and you, you think about the, the library of video available from the hall of fame, from the enshrinements, uh, from the one-on-one -on -one exclusive interviews, uh, for the players that come through the, you know, come through the doors of the hall and sit with us. So what we did is collect about 40 hours of uh, those videos. And, uh, we launched a program with Bleacher Report today uh, that'll last through the month of August to see if there's an appetite for some video on demand. Uh, for some of this footage that uh, some of it, you know, some of it's been seen in snippets here and there. Some of it's never been, never been seen before. Uh, we have a 45, 40 or 45 minute interview with Terrell Owens, uh, who didn't come to the enshrinement ceremony, but sat with us separately for, for around 40 minutes. Uh, that, that footage never been seen before. So, you know, if there's some fans out there of his who want to look at that, there's a, uh, a new Hall of Fame video on demand service that's just launching. So those kind that's another uh, thing that's uh, just uh, uh, in its infancy, and we'll see where that goes. So the ability to uh, 
uh, harness the the name of the Hall of Fame with the uh, access that, that that we enjoy to current and former players uh, and all that great archive uh, and the music. Uh, you got to have the NFL music to go with it. And uh, so put that all together. You know, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, other, I, I don't think you're going to have project. any trouble of uh, getting uh, a lot of interest in in that type of, uh, you know, structure. You said it's video on demand and and people love that. Obviously, we've seen with all these uh, subscription services. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued and I, I'm looking forward to it. But I, I know it launched today. How how do we get our hands on that? Is it going to be like on on the uh, smart TVs? Sure. Uh it's uh, it's all it's going to be through it's, uh, through a URL uh, through the web, vod dot profootballhof dot com. So vod like video on demand dot profootballhof dot com. Uh, you go there, you can learn about it. It's a uh, subscription service available. We're uh, right now talking about just limiting it to the month of August to kind of be a pseudo enshrinement uh, uh, related uh, event. Uh, but we'll see what happens. And our, our friends at Bleacher Report are helping us to promote this. And, and as our exclusive partner in this, uh, they get some access to uh, excerpts, you know, from some of these videos never seen before. So uh, people can either come straight to us on the website to learn about it. Or if you're plugged into Bleacher Report, you're going to start seeing some things roll out through them. That's awesome. And we'll we'll promote it through the, the podcast here and everything. We'll have the, the link in the description and all that stuff, too. So. That's, that's really cool. And it's Great. funny because we're, we're actually kind of in the process of our own uh, video on demand uh, project yeah. here at the studio as well. So I didn't know if I was allowed to say anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too excited about it. I got to talk about it. So, um, <laughs> but that's awesome. That is, yeah. that is really cool. I'm going to have to well, check that and, out. And, and, yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, you're just, you're just trying to catch people where they are. Right. And, and, and how they consume. And, and so many people now, uh, everything's through their phone, uh, you know, PC a little bit, maybe tablet a little bit, but everybody's got a phone. Uh, and if you're not working on something that uh, involves, um, you know, you directly or you in partnership with someone else who knows how to utilize that technology, you're, you're going to be behind before too much longer. Yeah. The podcasts are, you know, podcasts are big, uh, you know, video. Uh, there's so much consumption of video right now. It's 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 almost hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah, I did see a little bit of stats a couple months ago, and I think all the platforms like Facebook, YouTube, they're up. Believe it or not, YouTube, I want to say they're ab- they're up above fifty percent of extra content that people were up above their typical hours watched. So the fact that people, I know we were all in our mm-hmm. homes and stuff like that, but you know, I already knew a lot of people who watch YouTube just for different reasons. So uh, to see them everything go up that much, it, it's right. it's crazy. All right. No, so you, you nailed it. And, uh, you know, we want, we want to be, uh, we want to be there with them. So we're not left behind. For sure. I'm, I'm really excited to check that out. So we've got, I mean, these are two things that we weren't even going to talk. I didn't even know we were talking about today. So <laughs> hall of fame health, and then we got the hall of fame, uh, the, the video on demand yeah. that's out. I mean, wow, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What think, else? Was yeah. there anything else, Rich? Um, yeah. The, uh, the, the name of, the name, of, the name of this particular project is Enshrinement Marathon. So uh, about, about 40 hours of enshrinement-related uh, video coverage and interviews. So, uh, yeah, anybody who wants to check into that, uh, we, we hope uh, 
hope to get a big audience. Absolutely. And as somebody who through, you know, uh, my company for the last eight years, you know, doing corporate events at the Hall of Fame, that place is just absolutely incredible. Let me just say that before we dive any more into the Hall of Fame, um, the museum, the facilities, I mean, the things you guys are doing up there, you're always renovating, always adding on, changing things. It, you know, from month to month, we go up there with different customers and, and they say, hey, this is really cool over here. I'm like, that's new. I didn't see that last month. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely haven't, you know, I haven't at, been there at, in a while. At any, so. at any at any one time, at any one time, about 10% or so, probably even less, uh, of what's in our collection is actually on display. Oh, now, the be- you know, arguably some of the best stuff is, is what's on display uh, and, and the most popular stuff. Um, but the volume uh, and the ability to turn over exhibits, uh, you know, you're right, Josh. If, uh, if you haven't been to the Hall of Fame in a while and think, you know, I was there in 2018 or I was there in 2015 or I was there in 2010. Now, you know, it's it's completely turned over, uh, certainly since, you know, since uh, the last handful of years. Uh, you know, right now we just added the, the locker ex- exhibit for the Centennial Class of 2020. So each of the each of the 20 guys uh, who's part of the Centennial Class has a has a locker. Uh, some of their donated memorabilia in it that kind of just give you a taste of, of uh, some of the important pieces from their life. And, and, and it might be a, a game ball that they won somewhere along the way, or in a couple of cases, it's a, it's a Bible uh, that uh, uh, the players uh, carried throughout their careers and, w- and would read before games or, or read after games, uh, a letterman sweater, uh, a decal, a, most valuable player trophy uh, that they won in college, whatever it is, you know, these are in those lockers. So, you know, that's brand new. Uh, last night we unveiled the Super Bowl 54 movie, Kansas City's oh. victory over San Francisco. <laughs> those those um, films in the to, Super Bowl theater, that thing is, man, I, I, every time we go up there, I got to see the Super Bowl movie. Well, I don't even care what Super Bowl it is. I, I watch it. <laughs> it. It is cool. It is so cool. That's right. That's right. Sounds like there's a lot of stuff I need to catch you know, up on. It, <clears throat> you know, and and that's all you know, and that's all included in your admission too. There's no uh, there's no add-on cost to go see the Super Bowl movie. There's no add-on cost to see the Game for Life movie. Josh, have you have you? Yeah, uh, I was going to say, why, to see the Game for Life. I have. Why don't you go ahead and explain that to all the listeners? Um, what Game of Life is because it's it's a really different. You say you call it a movie, right? But it's kind of. Well, I'll let you, I'll let you do it. I'll let you talk about it. It's, yeah. it's awesome. I, 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 yeah, I called it, I called it a movie, but that's really a misnomer. You're right. It's uh, uh it's, it's, it's an experience. It's a holographic experience. I mean, when I, when a holographic Joe Namath walk, quote unquote, walks out on stage to introduce the movie, you know, you know, you're about to see something a little bit different and it interweaves uh, some holographic imagery, uh, Joe Namath, George Hallis, Vince Lombardi, with some living members of the Hall of Fame like Curtis Martin and Steve Largent, uh, Warren Moon, uh, just talking about how the game of football shaped their lives and how the camaraderie of the team or overcoming adversity, um, dealing with an injury, uh, being told you're too slow or too small to play in the game, you know, how overcoming whatever obstacle it was uh, shaped who they became and, and how they became uh, members of the hall of fame. And, and um, 
you know, if, if, uh, if you haven't seen it, you know, I, people ask me all the time, well, what's your favorite exhibit or what's worth the price of admission just by itself. And, and for me, the, the game for life holographic experience is certainly one of a handful of things that just by itself, uh, is makes the trip to Canton worthwhile. Yeah. Percy, you got to check it out, man. I'm telling you, it's, I, it is awesome. And I got to take my, my, my kids up there yeah. and my wife. Cause we, I don't, I can't remember the last time I want to say, I'm ashamed to say it before I actually, I've been up there, but I've never, you know, I haven't went in since like, I want to say seventh grade and that was 2001. So <laughs> I wish I would have been able to see all the different changes. Obviously it's going to be completely different than what I remember, but uh, like Josh, he's been up there a lot and he's been able to see it, you know, go from, uh, from, I guess, era to era and different types of uh, upgrades you guys do. But now I've gone from 2001 to the complex that you guys have i don't even know what to call it you can't call it a complex it's <laughs> it is just it's this monstrosity <laughs> of beauty that uh, i went and saw um a high school last time i was there was uh you like that last time i was there was um a high school i, I like i like that i think i think we're an oxymoron if you've ever heard monstrosity of beauty. <laughs> hey there's a lot of oxymorons out there That's like the, the fighting quakers no i'm joking yeah, right. <laughs> um <laughs> Hey, yeah. Anyways, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, getting up there and making a visit and, you know, showing my son and, uh, my wife is a football fan as well. She didn't, she wasn't really into baseball. So she'll, that'll be something that she, she would like to see as well. She, you know what she would. And, and, uh, you know, not to sound like the, you know, not to start like, sound like the part-time marketing guy, but there really is something here for everybody. And, you know, when we talk about, um, other exhibits that are that are worth your time you know josh you probably saw first first thing when you walk in the door the hunt caster line football card collection uh yes. the world's most valuable collection of football cards it, you know if, if if that's your thing at all it is it's breathtaking and and uh, you know for somebody who collected a few packs as a kid and then you know put half of them in the spokes of his bicycle um, <laughs> to see you know to see the perfect to see the perfectly pristine uh you know johnny unitas card or Walton, walter payton card or you know and, and go all the way back i mean go all the way back to the earliest days of of cards when they were made by the tobacco companies uh and you see them all in their brand new pristine condition it is unbelievable uh if you're a fan of any uh, of, of any degree, you're going to find something just there that, that just blows you away. So the most interesting thing that I, well, that I remember the first time I saw that card exhibit was, uh, whoever was, you know, kind of showing us around that night we were there said, I want you guys to go in and try to find, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but I believe you said, go in and try to find the Tom Brady tops or the tops Tom Brady rookie card. Oh, you know what? It, it it's it's probably there. I didn't even know that. No, I, no, I that, that was the I mean, that was. I'm the assuming it's there because all the other uh, big name games. It was a trick question. Uh oh, yeah, it was a trick question because he said you, you're going to be walking around for a long time because it doesn't exist. They didn't make one. They uh, didn't make a Tom Brady rookie. Was because he was drafted so uh, low or what? Yeah, he was okay. a six round pick. Nobody, uh, ma- they didn't make a card for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was one of those things that just, you know, that trivia stuff when you go and looking at these, you know, these cards of these, you know, all time wow. great players and you're like, oh, Tom Brady, he's not in there. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Well, his rookie car is not in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> other other Super Bowls and stuff like that are probably in there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. not not the rookie card. That's that's that is yeah, a, a few, fun fact. There's a few super yeah. There's a few Super Bowl rings and Lombardi <laughs> trophies and things like that. <laughs> yeah, and you, trade them. Well, and you guys always have the uh, Lombardi trophy on display in the hall, right? Or at least most of the time. Say, I'm sorry. Can you say it again, Josh? Yeah, yeah. For one second. Nope, you're good. So you you guys usually have the Lombardi Trophy on display at the Hall of Fame, right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. So if anybody wants to check out what you know that thing up close, I mean, it's there. You guys got it in a nice glass case. You can walk right up, check it out. It's pretty. It's pretty I mean, awesome. That, that's the closest that uh, can, most of us you, people around yeah. here are going to get to one. So. <laughs> Yeah, it won't be up in Cleveland anytime. <laughs> oh man! Hey now. <laughs> hey, I, I'm with you. I, I still not, root for him. You're, you're not on the Baker, you're not on the Baker bandwagon, huh? No, I'm I'm a Baker guy all the way, man, all the way. I, I'm not even a Browns fan, but I like Baker. I want him to succeed. Yeah. But yeah, so. Oh, all right. Well, look, I'm, I'm really glad we talked about all this stuff. The cool things that the Hall of Fame, you know, is doing outside of, you know, the stuff that we came here to talk about. Um, we kind of highlighted some of the exhibits, some of the cool things that if you're unfamiliar with the Hall of Fame, go check it out. I mean, this place is it really is immaculate. It's a mantra- monstrosity of beauty, <laughs> which uh, could be the title of this show when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Rich, was there anything else that you wanted to highlight uh, for listeners before we dive into uh, kind of the COVID situation and enshrinement week and all that? You know, yeah, maybe, maybe one other thing, you know, you talked about and I, and I alluded to more going on here than enshrinement. You know, in the last couple of weeks, we've had uh, a number of high school football players and coaches come to the campus to uh, talk about social justice uh, under the umbrella of a group called Build the Bridge. And I, I like to uh, I like to tout Build the Bridge whenever I get the opportunity. It actually comes from uh, a coach in Cleveland Heights uh, who, who launched this. And, and the genesis of that was um, it, it, it really comes from the George Floyd the turmoil that surrounded uh, the death of George Floyd. But before that, this coach had had uh, created a network for himself of, of different coaches. And, and one of the, and, and this coach in particular is uh, a black coach at Cleveland Heights. And uh, he had some football questions and the person he thought could help him the most uh, was a coach at Olmstead Falls that he had met uh, through the coaching ranks, uh, happens to be a white gentleman. And uh, so they have this friendship, this, you know, this coaching fraternity, coaching bond. And when all of this stuff started to swirl uh, throughout the country uh, in the aftermath of the George Floyd killing, the coach from Olmstead Falls reached out to the coach of uh, Cleveland Heights and said, um, can you help me to help my kids understand um, racism, social injustice, uh, just how to talk to each other? Uh, how to get along, what's what's safe to say, what shouldn't they say, you know, just questions really that all of us have to some degree or another. And light bulb goes off in the, you know, in in the head of the uh, coach at Cleveland Heights and says, um, hey, let's, let's work on this together. And the next thing you know, uh, he's got some other coaches kind of uh, jumping on board and he forms this group called Build the Bridge and it's really intended for, for just that. It's for um, 
coaches and players to use football and to use the, the sanctity of the team and the huddle uh, to break down any racial barriers that exist uh, inside their own programs or externally. And so we brought, uh, we brought Coach Hicks from Cleveland Heights and he got uh, about 26, 27 other coaches who each brought a couple players down to our campus. And, uh, you know, they got to tour the hall. Uh, they went into a private room uh, in some small groups, some small, broke down to some smaller groups. They went to a private room and had some of these uh, discussions with each other. You know, uh, you, know you, you go to a predominantly white school. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think when you see me? You know, what do you think when you see me? a uh, young African-American man walking down the street uh, and vice versa. And uh, these were just really great conversations. And, 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 and to a large extent, uh, the players on the football team are ahead of Percy. You could you probably know this because, you know, you've been in the locker room, you've been in the clubhouse. Players are ahead of the general population for the most part. They yeah, you understand. stole the words from me. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, the sanctity <laughs> of the team. Right. You have to be. And, and, and we talk about, yeah, some of them are. Uh, we talk about uh, it doesn't matter the color uh, on the outside. It's the color of your jersey that you wear that matters. And, and uh, most of the players here sort of get that. But what we want them to do then is to go back to their schools and talk to their peers uh, who aren't involved in football or, or other organized sports and say, hey, wait a minute now. Um, you know, I know this kid from. I know this kid from Olmstead Falls, or I know this kid from uh, from Dover or New Philly. Um, and he's a cool dude, and and uh, and you know, go talk to him. And uh, so that's happened now twice. We've had, had uh, uh, let's see, we're getting close to 150. You know, probably about 170 kids on our campus. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 170 total people. Uh, about. Uh, 40 some coaches and over a hundred kids on our campus to have these conversations. And it's just been fantastic. And, and uh, I think you're going to hear a lot about this build the bridge program and, and it's going to, it's going to grow and it's going to evolve into other communities. Well, I think that's a, uh, uh, you made the point. I was literally just thinking of uh, how I was going to say that because every sport, you know, team I've been a, uh, a part of, there really hasn't been any focus or you don't really need or think about attacking racial issues because they're really just, there really aren't none just because if you want to win, you know, only thing you do is you practice hard, you work hard and you respect each other for that. It's not, and that's any sport. And, um, I think, you know, that there really isn't, there may be some anomalies out there. Uh, but for the most part, when you're dealing with sports, um, I think, I think it kind of just, it trumps, uh, like you said, the general population and how they look at things, um, you know, because you guys are you guys are a brotherhood or a sisterhood and you guys, you know, sweat and and lift weights, run and you struggle together. And that kind of just, you know, it kind of just. Takes away all that other, you know, when you're breathing hard together, you're not really thinking about, OK, this person's <laughs> black. You're just like, you know, help me get through this, you know, and, and just like in the military, I feel like it's 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 similar to that right. as well. So. Right. Yeah. Your, your, your brother or your sister's there to pick you up when you need it and, and, and to lift you up. And, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we use, uh, uh, we use the huddle a lot. We talk about the huddle a lot at the hall and, 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 you know, to some people, it's just a metaphor and, and I, and I understand that, but, but for us, it's, it's really how we, uh, 
uh, go about our business day to day and and we talk about you know the the when when you huddle up you can eliminate the outside noise right and and uh, it's just you and your teammates and you're going to solve the problem together and 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 if that's football that's one thing if it's if it's business or just your own family uh, you know you huddle up you you tune out the outside noise and you solve the problem and so that's what we're looking to do yeah that's pretty. Couldn't I mean, say it better. <laughs> okay, so long story short, you guys have a lot going on up there. That, I mean, that this is phenomenal. That's right, phenomenal. <laughs> it's not just football game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I guess you know if if we're ready to segue into this because, so the Hall of Fame game, which you know everybody knows as the kickoff to the NFL season, right? It's first preseason game it's like yes there's football you know it, it might be the third and fourth stringers usually but it's still football right it's the game you know everybody just gets jazzed uh, right. you know and it's a huge event for you guys this is i mean it's kind of like your super bowl of events each year right i mean hall of fame week that's that's how we you know that is that's how we describe it and uh, you're right it's it's uh it's we call it enshrinement week but really it's uh with with the uh other events put on by the Canton Regional Chamber of Commerce. It's it's darn near two full weeks now of of uh, entertainment and sights and sounds and lots of food and and uh, and then uh, you know you start with a balloon classic uh, up at Kent State on the campus of Kent State Stark and and Stark State weekend before uh, the enshrinement weekend uh, and then you go through and and then you get to that Thursday night football game for us and the Friday night dinner where the where the guys get their gold jackets and then Saturday enshrinement. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a monstrosity of beautiful events. <laughs> well, don't forget the concert, right? <sighs> Isn't there usually a concert? Con- yeah. Right. That's right. And the concert on, that- on the next Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, Maroon five and imagine dragons have been through here and kid wow. rock and, uh, Toby Keith and, and, Ar- and Aerosmith the first year, Dang. um, hard, you know, tough acts to follow yeah and I, the the stadium the renovations that, that you guys have done up there for that stadium oh man now there's your uh there's your beauty that's what, yeah because um, because percy and i actually we we played um that's right. we played up there back in high school yeah, we yeah did. i know it didn't end so well but <laughs> <laughs> i fumbled the ball and lost it for his team but uh, yeah it, the the upgrades have been obviously at that time in 2006 it might have been 2007. It might have been January. No, it was no, six. No, it was six. Um, for us, that was just a magical place. And I had been to watch, you know, Mike Doss and people like that play in the stadium as a part of McKinley, you know, back in the early 2000s. Um, that was definitely a place you wanted to play because obviously it meant you were successful as a high school football team, but you also got to play in the same stadium that NFL players walked on. And, you know, you guys were the First place around here really with turf and there's just so many stands you had the big press box but now what you guys got going on well my little cousin was able to play in the state championship game last year and that's the last time I was there and that was just I mean I was like man I, I can't believe they let high school players play on this field <laughs> <laughs> well you know what and it's uh, it demonstrates the relationship between the hall uh, and Hall of Fame Village and the city of Canton and uh, Canton City Schools, uh, you know, that, you know, that, that uh, 
the field is shared. And, and uh, for a while, it was also Malone University and Walsh University were using the field as well. And, uh, you know, nice, nice little recruiting tool for them as well. Um, but you're right. It's uh, it's a special place. Uh, it is it's it's NFL caliber. Uh, it, it was designed to meet the specifications of the NFL. And yet it's intimate enough that uh, you can have a high school game in it or state championship game. And it's part of the reason it's part of the reason that the OHSAA enjoys having uh, the state championships here versus Columbus is you know, you can put seven or 10,000 people in the stadium and, and have a couple of small communities like a, a, a Maria Stein, Marion Local, or an Anna, uh, or Youngstown Ursuline, or somebody uh, with a small student body, St. Henry, come over here, state championship game, you know, last one out of town, turn out the lights, you get 5,000 <laughs> or 7,000 people in the stands, and it's still, you know, it's raucous, it doesn't feel like it's empty, you can't put you know, you can't put 5,000 people in the horseshoe. Uh, <laughs> you didn't even know they were there. And, 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 and the OHSAA recognizes that, and it's part of the reason we've had a great relationship with them and, and uh, uh, really anticipate that the state championship games are going to stay here uh, when they make their next decision. Nice. Yeah, my place. Assuming we ever have high school football again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this year might look a little different, but – Man, I tell you that that stadium yeah. is immaculate. But so you said you're right. So it's NFL specifications, like it's it's NFL caliber. But I don't know how many people around the country. I mean, I think around here, maybe it's more well known, or maybe not. But a lot of people may associate the Pro Football Hall of Fame with the NFL, and rightfully so. But it is not owned by the NFL. That's correct. And 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 some people it's interesting because you know you asked me very early on you know to, to maybe describe my job a little bit and and one element of my job it seems is to answer emails from people who say i am never coming to the hall of fame because you support players kneeling well that would be the nfl <laughs> uh and we are distinct and and you know and and we're not even the NFL Hall of right, Fame. You're you know, the pro we, football we are the Hall of Pro Fame. Football Hall of Fame. And 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 while the NFL is ninety percent of uh, where the memorabilia comes from and and the league that the uh, players played in, uh, you know, there's there's uh, exhibits for the USFL and there's exhibits for the XFL and uh, there's also Black College Football Hall of Fame is is included. Uh, inside the buildings of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but we are the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, distinct from the NFL, not funded by the NFL, not run by the NFL. You know, we have our own leadership, completely distinct uh, from Roger Goodell and the NFL. Uh, certainly, we're great partners with them, and, and we collaborate on on almost everything that we do. Um, but we're not funded by them. Uh, we're not. Uh, ordered to do anything by them uh you know we, we stand alone and, and uh we stand with them as partners but definitely distinct yeah i definitely didn't know that <laughs> yeah well and, that, and you're right because you know pro football hall of fame you know you just automatically think nfl so i mean it's it's natural for people to assume it's an nfl um entity but it's not right and I, I guarantee people probably do that correct yeah i'm but pretty sure people call it the nfl hall of fame sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know when we have because we you know, we've done a lot of corporate events up there. So we'll bring customers in from all over the country 
sometimes from Canada, Mexico, other places too. And, you know, that is a huge learning thing for people to say, oh, it's not, it's not owned by the NFL. It's not the NFL hall of fame. Like you said, Percy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, all right. So I was looking kind of back in time, uh, in 2011, the NFL had a lockout. So the hall of fame game was canceled. Am I right on that? Correct. Okay. And then it was also canceled just a few years ago in 2016. I think a little more recently, we remember the field conditioned uh, issue that came up. So they canceled that game. That was the Green Bay game and all that. So, so the game cancellations, you know, it's not ideal to have that happen, but it, it has happened. Um, have you, has enshrinement week, this, this whole, you know, festival of, of events and activities, has this entire thing ever been completely canceled before? No, no, this is a first. And, you know, as you alluded to uh, a couple of instances with the games, there was also there's also been, I think, two or two, maybe three times when games have been cut short uh, because there's been some lightning or other severe weather. Uh, but the enshrinement itself and the related activities have gone on since 1963 was uh, the first enshrinement and, uh, you know, correlated with the opening of the Hall of Fame. and. Um, you know, for 56 consecutive years, uh, all was right with the world until, <laughs> until COVID-19. So this is, this is uncharted waters for us. And, and, uh, we're looking for ways to react to it, uh, on a daily basis. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely bizarre. Um, so, so let me ask you this, who canceled the who canceled the game and who canceled the rest of the events? Like how, how did this all come down? Did you guys say we're not going to ha- host the game or did the NFL say we're not going to participate in the game? Uh, and that's a good question. And, and I guess from a very technical standpoint, you know, again, being distinct from the NFL, um, ultimately it was our decision, but, but, but after weeks and weeks of, consultations, not only with the NFL, but with the state of Ohio on, on what was going to be possible. And we reached a point where we, when we were, you know, roughly uh, five, five or so weeks out uh, from when the game would have been played to where it was just, there was much uncertainty on where we were going to be. And, 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 and time has proven, you know, that, Time has proven this to be the the correct call, as as we've seen the direction that some of the COVID infection has gone in the last two or three weeks. But turn that back another couple of weeks previous, there was still some sense. Well, maybe we're, we've got things going in the right direction. Maybe we could pull this off. But there was just that cloud of uncertainty hanging over the event, and uh, and even some of the uh, enshrinees themselves saying, "I'm not sure I want to come. You know, I'll come. Certainly, I'm going to come to my own enshrinement, but." but I'm uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, you start to look at how many different constituencies or, or groups had a stake in this and, and what different uh, concerns were. So you, you, you had some enshrinees themselves who were in their 60s, 50s or 60s, who maybe had some greater health risk and, and just leery about traveling. So there's, you know, there's kind of a strike against proceeding. Um, the past uh, enshrinees, some of whom are 70 or 80 years old, who look forward to coming every year saying, I don't think I want to get on a plane this year. Um, the the 4,500 4, to 5,000 volunteers who make enshrinement week happen every year saying, 
you know, if, if you guys go ahead, I, I'm not sure you can count on me this year. Uh, so you, you take those people kind of, you know, talking to you and saying, we're just not sure. This doesn't feel right. Uh, and then the league kind of sending out some signals that maybe they're going to cut back on the preseason. Uh, ultimately, it was our, to answer your question, ultimately, it was our decision to say, okay, uh, you know, we talked to the Steelers, talked to the Cowboys, talked to the league. Everybody said this was the right thing to do. So we, we uh, said no to the game for 2020. Now, the good thing to come out of that was that both the Steelers and the Cowboys said, but uh, we want in for 2021. So, um, you know, we, we, we reminded people, you know, when the game was postponed, hey, hang on, hang on to that ticket because that 2020 ticket will get you through the gate in 2021 because the Steelers and Cowboys both said they wanted to come back. So once that game was canceled, then it became some questions about, well, what about the rest of it? And, um, you know, we could have had an enshrinement without the game, but again, um, it, it just didn't seem right. It wasn't the right way to honor people who were reaching the pinnacles of their career of, of entry into the Hall of Fame to say, well, you know, come to Canton, but there won't be a game. There won't be a parade. Uh, your enshrinement might not have anybody in the audience. I'm uh, not sure if you can have a gold jacket dinner. That just didn't make sense. So, you know, every, you know, it ended up with the, uh, saying no to everything for 2020 and, and uh, just jumping straight into, uh, uh, you know, the campaign of twice the fun in 21, uh, Josh, you and I <laughs> talked about briefly, um, you know, the idea of uh, two enshrinements in 2021 uh, and, uh, you know, fantastic classes you got the class of 2020 already established already picked and you look at who's going to be on the ballot for 2021 and 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 you can see uh the level of excitement you know in our area at this you know this fast forward uh one year from today the, the level of excitement is going to be off the charts yeah i see uh class of 2020 some of uh percy's favorite people Obviously, getting inducted here with uh, Bill Cower and Troy Polamalu. Yeah, <laughs> but so so next year's class could potentially have uh, Peyton Manning, uh, Calvin Johnson, Charles. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just- <laughs> yeah, right. Who's that guy? Um, I guess do you, do you see any issues with having two? Because you're going to have both ceremonies in the same weekend, right? Next year, same weekend. That they'll be distinct. The yep. class of 2020 would be on Saturday, and the class of 2021 would be on Sunday. Um, uh, the issues are just going to be uh, how tired uh, the Hall of Fame staff is when the weekend's over and how long of a vacation we can take uh, when we can come up for air. Because it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite a sprint uh, uh, to get people uh, everywhere they need to be. So but you know what? It's a challenge we're all looking forward to. Yeah, because we always do an event in August and we have to wait until Hall of Fame weekend is over. So we usually come up right after you guys are done putting on this entire thing, the tents are still up, everything's still out there, you know, coming down and everybody just, <laughs> I feel so bad. Everybody just seems so drained. Cause it's like months and months and months of this preparation. Then this, I can't even imagine how much yeah. energy you guys have to exert, you know, just to, to do all the events and everything that goes on. But you guys pull it off every year. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Did well, you, and, you know, you know, and then give a shout out to the Can Regional Chamber of Commerce for the role that they play in in the events and helping us to uh, to host them uh, and the volunteers. So, you know, there's no way that you know the the hall employs um, 
around 60 people. Uh, you can't pull off an, an events of this magnitude uh, with just a few dozen people. You know, you we rely heavily and lean heavily on the thousands of volunteers who every year, uh, you know, circle these dates on their calendar as well. And, and uh, you know, you've got people uh, driving courtesy cars uh, for years and years and years and, and building up relationships. And sometimes, you know, for the same people, uh, you know, that, that come back to town every year, some of the enshrined past enshrinees that come back to town every year. That, you know, we've got a few cases where past enshrinees asking, you know, hey, is Bill still a driver? I'd really like to have him again this year. And, and those relationships get built over time. And, and so we rely really heavily on those volunteers because there's no way we can pull it off ourselves. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up the fact that, uh, you know, this Ohio state alum over here failed to mention Charles Woodson, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I said Charles Woodson, didn't uh, I? Did you? I don't know. Anyway, but, sure. <laughs> um, now I know we talked about, you know, I think Josh said it, you know, the, the game and the hall of fame weekend is like your, it's like Super Bowl week. Um, you know, what type I, it's obvious, but you know, we obviously we want to hear in your words how what effect it has, but I mean, what type of financial impact um, is this going to have, you know, throughout, you know, the year, I guess, for you guys? Well, you know, you're right. It's, it's, it's been tough. It's, it's been tough since early March, mid-March uh, when the doors closed um, until March 16th of 2020, the hall of fame had never been, never been closed more than two days in a row. And then we went from March 16th of 2020 until June 10th. So nearly three full months. Uh, that is a lot of admissions uh, that, that were lost. Uh, a couple of big weekends that got lost in there. Um, a Memorial Day weekends, traditionally a big weekend. Actually, Easter weekends, traditionally a pretty big weekend uh, for people traveling and coming here. Uh, you know, so those are those are lost uh, forever. Uh, and, and the events this year being gone, uh, you know, it's 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 not a number that I'm at liberty to give, uh, but I can tell you it has seven digits. And uh, you know, talking, you know, something in the you know in the millions uh, of of lost revenue between between admissions lost and and uh, sales in our retail stores lost and events lost. Um, and so, you know, how do you how do you cope with that? You you. You come up with other programs. You come up with other programming. Uh, you tighten your belt. Uh, you hope that uh, you can come up with some marketing initiatives to get people to come back through the door. You create video um, on demand. You know, you, <laughs> you, 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 know you, you, you reach out to Stark County and Tuscarora's County and say, hey, if you, know, if you haven't been here since 2010 or 2015, a lot has changed. Uh, you know, we're in your backyard. We're, we're a one tank trip. Uh, come on down and see what we've got to offer. If you know, if you're a football junkie and, and, you, and you need your fix of football, you know we're we're right here in your backyard. Uh, you know we have some great sponsors who have stuck with us, and and we've we've found some ways to help them get their message out, and 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 while while, uh, while they continue to support us, and and um, you know it is a challenging time. There, there's no question about that. There's no sugarcoating that. But we're going to make it. You know we're going to make it. We're going to get through 2020. Um, and then uh, uh, start to sell some packages for 2021 and combine that with uh, bringing the class of 2020 in and, and looking forward to just an enormous year next year. And then and that'll make up for some of it. 
Yeah, I think next year's just going to be. I'm going to be on that list. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I know I went up to the Hall of Fame game last year. Uh, it was the Falcons and the other team they played. Broncos. Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, if, if you've never been to a Hall of Fame game, man, I, I, you got to go. It's just so cool to be right there next to the facility, the museum and everything. And then you're just, it's so cool. You're right there on 77, but you're in this, you know, this small it's, it's this NFL stadium, It's but it's like bite-sized, right? So yeah. you're compact, you're in there, and it, you just feel like you're in this huge stadium with all these people. It's just, it's a really good time. It's a, it's a great show up there. Uh, I'm definitely going to be on that list. Hey, let me, can, I tell you, can, I tell you, can I tell you a quick story about the Hall of Fame game? Sure. Yeah, and, and it kind of speaks to the intimacy of, of Benson Stadium and, and, and being able to be close and, and – um, when we announced our postponement this year, I took a call from a woman who said, and, and this was before we even announced that the Steelers and Cowboys were coming back. She said, please tell me that you're going to get the Steelers next year. And uh, I said, well, it's not, pu- it was going to be public within about, you know, the, the day of the announcement, let me back up real quick, because the day the announcement was made, uh, by the time we got everything formalized with the league and, and, and talked about how we were going to get the message out. We had timed that message for mid morning. Well, Adam Schefter, uh, as he occasionally does broke the news at about seven in the morning that the, the game was going to be canceled. So, you know, word started to spread and there was this buzz around nine o'clock that morning. I, I took a call and it was a woman and she said, please tell me that you're going to get the Steelers back. And I said, well, since I don't think you're going to, you know, tell anybody else, tell she was a little bit older and she just didn't sound like somebody who was going to put my job in jeopardy by busting some news on Twitter or something. (laughs) I said, look, I'm going to tell you something that's not, I'm going to tell you something that's not even going to be public for about another hour. Yes, the Steelers are coming back. And she said, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She says, you don't understand. She said, the Steelers are my team. And I just can't afford to, I just can't afford a ticket on the 50 yard line at Heinz field, but I can sit on the 50 yard line in Benson uh, stadium. And I'm, I've got a ticket on the 50 yard line, about 12 rows back to see my Steelers. And I just want to see my Steelers. And I said, ma'am, I said, uh, you're going to be happy. You're going to see your Steelers. He said, just that ticket in a safe box, you know, safety deposit box or something for a year. I said the hard part's going to be waiting a year, but you're going to get to the 50 yard line to see the Steelers. And that's why, you know, while the, while you're right, Josh, that, that in many cases, these teams, you're not going to see Ben Roethlisberger uh, probably take a snap in that game. You're probably not going to see Ezekiel Elliott uh, no. take a snap in that game for the Cowboys or Dak Prescott. Uh, but it's still the Steelers and it's still the Cowboys and it still matters uh, to a little old lady who can't get to the 50 yard line at Heights field. So that, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. It is. And I mean, and you might be able to talk to this a little bit too, Percy. I mean, the, it's like the preseason games, the hall of fame game, you're not going to see the starters, but you're seeing guys out there who are really, really on the bubble of making that roster and they're trying, I mean, they're out there and then they're going hard. They're, they're trying to earn their spot on the team. Yeah, because sure. they have to expand, right? They have to expand the rosters even for that game, I think, because, you know, just to have enough players to put out there. So there are guys that are like, this is my chance to prove myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
for sure. Uh, you know, be, yeah, being the first game, the, yeah, you're right. Being the first game, the rosters are a little bit longer, and 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 guys are given a you know a full 100% effort. This is their this is their chance. We talked a little earlier. You know, careers are only a couple years long in many cases, and this is this is where those special teams guys or those death chart guys uh, make themselves seen. And uh, uh, you know, there's more guys. There are more guys in the Pro Football Hall of Fame who were late round draft picks or undrafted free agents uh, than there were guys who were uh, top top flight first second round draft choices. It's just you know it's just the way it is, and and uh, some of it is just that hunger uh, to make the team. Uh, you know, just lights a fire under certain guys that carries them throughout the rest of their career. Yeah, yeah I would say as uh, someone like Terrell Davis. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he going to be one of the best running backs ever, but you know he he was starting out on special teams, and I think he got to stick around because he made a big hit in the preseason game. So that was a great point, Josh. But Rich, I never thought about you know you know with that the lady you said who couldn't afford fifty yard line tickets at the Heinz Field, and and what it means to be able to watch her team at the Hall of Fame game. I mean, because you know there's. Cowboys fans all around the, you know, LeBron's a Cowboys fan. So there's Cowboys fans around everywhere and obviously aren't always going to make a trip to Dallas from Ohio to, to see their team and right. um, let alone be able to afford it. So that's definitely a big point that I never really thought about that uh, makes perfect sense. And being able to come to, you know, Canton, Ohio and, you know, get to watch your team at that type of facility that you see all the time when you're driving by on the highway. Uh, it's a different, it's a different feeling. And it also makes them feel more, more human. And I think the NFL likes that. Uh, Cause I think the NBA does a good job of that. Um, so I think it's good yeah. for everybody. It's good yeah, for everybody. Definitely. Yeah. Going back to the players too, real quick. I just remember last year sitting up and I was kind of in the corner uh, down closer to the end zone, but a guy standing, little player standing over in the end zone, just, just signing autographs and, you know, just joking around with some low, you know, some high school players that were down there on the field with him um, was Philip Lindsay. I'm like, well, there's an undrafted, you know, player <laughs> who now, you know, after a year of success in the NFL, he gets to joke around with some high school kids and make their night, you know, and he, he's not playing in the game. Somebody else is going to have that, that opportunity to make an yeah. impact. So it's just cool to see especially those late round undrafted guys really make a name for themselves and, and just climb it up. Yeah. Tom Brady. So. Oh. <laughs> the goat. Um, all right. So let's talk kind of before we end here, Rich, let's dive in a little bit to hall of fame village. I don't know how okay. much um, I think people around this area at least know somewhat about hall of fame village and kind of the, the plans that have, been out about what's going on there, but I don't know how many people around the country know exactly what is going on with that. Some of the biggest news about Hall of Fame Village actually happened, uh, you know, very recently, but I think it, I think it sort of came in under the radar for a lot of people. Hall of Fame Village, which is a, you know, we talked about with the NFL being distinct from the, from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Pro Football Hall of Fame and Hall of Fame Village, powered by Johnson Controls, are two distinct entities. Uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a, is a nonprofit museum. Uh, Hall of Fame Village, powered by Johnson Controls, is a for-profit company um, looking to build a, an, an entertainment and resort complex in and around uh, the campus of the Hall of Fame and in and around Benson Stadium. And it's got several components, uh, a, a hotel, and a water park, uh, and the 
uh, a center for excellence. First, you're going to go down the water slide. Uh, will it be able to hold me? No, I'm pretty sure you guys got NFL <laughs> players that are a lot bigger than me. They probably want to go down that thing. <laughs> I definitely will. I'll, I'll take my son down. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, so, so, so the village is a, uh, a separate entity uh, looking to build, um, uh, an entertainment and destination resort complex. And, uh, a few weeks ago, they closed a merger deal with a group called Gordon point that, is going to open the door. Then they became a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ stock exchange. And this is going to open the door to further uh, public, or not public, meaning public monies, but public meaning like you and me, just people in the public can now invest in the company and to help it grow. So, so uh, I think what you're going to see, you're going to see a shovel in the ground pretty soon uh, on phase two. Uh, which is going to be, and, and and again, because it's a separate entity, I have to confess to not being fully versed uh, in all of their plans. Uh, but uh, I believe phase two includes a hotel and water park and center for excellence. Uh, and so the timelines for those are basically into, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, late 2020, uh, getting a shovel in the ground to uh, having those completed uh, by some point in, in early 2020, you know, for like the uh, tourism and travel season of 2022. So um, a lot of excitement there. You know, I know uh, some people in this area uh, kind of want to see it to believe it. I, I understand that skepticism because the timeline has dragged on a little bit, but uh, there's certainly uh, explainable reasons for all of that, you know, to, you know, getting financing was difficult. Even, even COVID played a role in that, you know, the big announcement I said that just happened with uh, the merger of, of the village in Gordon point, uh, was on schedule to happen right around uh, February to March of this year. And all of a sudden, you know, everybody, you know, pumps the brakes and pulls the reins on, on, uh, business deals and decision-making because there's all this, uh, uncertainty out there. So, uh, things went on hold for another couple of months until it finally closed in in July. So um, it's a really exciting time. It's an it's an announcement that was uh, kind of technical uh, a little bit, and and maybe not everybody uh, understood that this was kind of uh, um, uh, taking down the gate or taking down a barrier to really uh, a lot of full pro you know full speed ahead and good progress to come. So. Uh, a real exciting time for the village and and by extension an exciting time for the hall because uh as the village succeeds and it will um you know people are going to bring their sons to go down the slide and and that's what we want them to do uh spend a night in the hotel spend a night in the water park and then the next day come over to the hall or you know or buy a weekend you know and we haven't gone we haven't gotten to this point yet to talk about what that might look like but maybe it looks like a weekend pass and uh you come can come into the hall uh, spend a couple hours to go back and go swimming, come back into the, you know, come back to the hall and, and, uh, and see another part or see something a second time, you know, come, come watch the, uh, game for life holographic, uh, experience the first time through and then watch the Super Bowl movie the second time through, you know, who knows what that might look like, but, uh, a lot of excitement. It's like Disney. You can't go see it all, you know, in one, in one day. Well, <laughs> You know what? And uh, and uh, the CEO of Hall of Fame Village is a gentleman named Michael Crawford, who worked for the Walt Disney Corporation for, I believe, around 20 years, maybe maybe a little longer. Um, 
one of his claims to fame is taking uh, Walt Disney, taking Mickey Mouse to uh, Shanghai, China. He was responsible for the construction and the opening of uh, uh, Disney Shanghai. So it's funny you say that. I mean, it, it really is uh, kind of the model or, or, or a model uh, of what we're looking to be, uh, uh, that level of quality, that level of customer service, that level of commitment, that level of excellence are all things that the Hall of Fame and the Village, um, you know, are going to bring to Canton, Ohio and, and, and Northeast Ohio. Yeah, that, that's why I said that. I knew that. No, I'm joking. Now, <laughs> now when players yeah. win the Super Bowl, I'm going, I'm going to the Hall of Fame. No. Yeah, forget <laughs> Disney World. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a sight to see. I mean, it already is driving up the highway and then right there's the the Hall of Fame with the stadium and everything, and then all the other, you know, the practice fields that are out there. And it's just, yeah. just to imagine what this is going to be. It's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. You know, going, going back to some of the things that, that, uh, you know, that we've lost amid all the COVID is, uh, you know, some things that maybe some, some folks don't think about uh, school field trips uh, and, and bringing, bringing kids uh, through the hall and, and having them share in the, you know, our youth and education programs are, are really extraordinary. Uh, introducing kids to some of the legends of the game to, to, to tell their story and, and to come here. And also, you, you know, you mentioned those fields. So, you know, those fields um, at this time of the year would normally have uh, soccer tournaments and lacrosse tournaments and, and football tournaments here coming up. And uh, they've, been, they've been a little quiet. Uh, compared to the past year so that that's another group that we want to you know we, we got to get past covid to 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 bring those groups back onto our campus because that's a that's a big deal yeah i know you guys host a lot of those those tournaments and teams and things like that because again that how many practice fields are up there like six you know what? I think there's I think there's five that are fully utilized right now. Okay. But I think when when the when and I think phase two includes uh, bringing a couple more of those online. I think, and I'd have to go back and look at the new renderings that the village has. But I believe the total when when it's done is going to be nine. I think wow. either eight or nine. And those are all uh, full turf fields, right? Artificial right. turf, yeah. yeah, that's correct. And, and you're right. Not, I don't, I wouldn't, I wasn't thinking about that. So you're right. That's definitely a lot of things that uh, there's a lot of things that are, I guess, that fly under the radar that you know most people like myself or Josh might not think about. Well, I guess I won't include Josh. He's always up there, but <laughs> uh, you know that we don't think about that the 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 hall is lost or whatever. So um, you know, I think it's important that people know. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there that that usually just. You know, it's par for the course and it's just, it's routine and it's just not happening right. now. So, yep. So, you I, know, and, and, uh, you know, when, while, and, and while we're struggling, think too, you know, the whole travel and tourism industry, the hospitality industry, you know, those, those youth events, you know, they draw teams from around here. Uh, they draw teams from all over the country, you know, to, you know, youth, youth teams, you know, get into tournaments with the chance to, Hey, you know, we're, you know, I'm going to Canton, you know, my, 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 my 10 U uh, flag football team is playing in a tournament with a chance to, to go to Canton to play in a, at a national event. Uh, you know, those people stay in our hotels, those people eat at our restaurants and, and all of that's just on hold right now. And, and, uh, you know, we're, we're struggling, but, uh, so's the entire hospitality industry. And that's, that's why we need to, uh, figure out this COVID stuff and, and, uh, uh get past it, get through it, work together, Come together. I got my mask. 
my Hall of Fame mask. Uh, you know, that, that we wear inside the, you know, anytime we're in uh, a public area inside the mm-hmm. hall, we all wear our masks and, and uh, we, we got to get through this together because that's, that's what we need to get some of these industries back on their feet. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so actually on that note, um, I think we'll, we'll end with your thoughts on this topic. So the NFL season at this point it is happening. Uh, preseason's not happening. Uh, that decision came out. Um, but like with the way the NBA is handling their shortened season, the way Major League Baseball's, uh, you know, taking their approach, how do you see the uh, NFL season playing out this year? Or will will it play out? <laughs> Tough one. <laughs> I think it will. Uh, I think they're... <laughs> eh, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think it will... Um, uh, you know, I don't I don't think anybody's going to make a reckless decision just because of money. But let, let, let's be honest. There is a lot of money, uh, you know, tied up in this from from the networks and the advertisers in the NFL. Um, and, and they're certainly going to do everything in their power to have a season. Um, and, and if it means canceling the preseason so that there's more time to uh, to stay in a cocoon or, or a bubble, whatever you want to call it in, in your team facilities, you know, that's, that's one reason to cancel the preseason game. Uh, you may see that you might see the start of the NFL season delayed by a couple more weeks again, to try to give some more time to uh, uh, let social distancing and, and, uh, and mask wearing uh, flatten that curve even some more. Uh, I think you're going to see an NFL season. I think you're going to see the NFL season start with no fans. Uh, I think that if we continue to go the right way, as far as uh, dealing with the uh, pandemic, uh, maybe even seeing a, a, a vaccine uh, in some trials uh, on a large scale basis, I think maybe by the uh, halfway point of the season, you might see teams start to introduce uh, fans to the stadium, maybe at a quarter or a 33% capacity. Uh, type of setting. And then if that succeeds for a few weeks, maybe ramping that up. I think the NFL's goal is to stage the Super Bowl uh, as scheduled in February or perhaps a few weeks later, uh, later in February or early March uh, with a stadium full of people. And that, and I think that's going to happen. Uh, nice. If that's the first game with a full stadium, we'll see. Uh, but uh, my thought is uh, we'll have a season. It'll look a lot different. Uh, the television ratings will be uh, ridiculous. Uh, and I hope they don't, I hope they don't do too much of this. I, I don't know. I'm not liking the way MLB's doing some of the crowd noise and stuff, but we'll see uh, you know, some of the. Uh, um, oh man. Yeah. Some of the cardboard cutouts and the uh, fake, fake organ music is, is a little tough to get used to but yeah. um, would that be weird percy i mean uh, th- you know that you're 100 percent. that would be weird if i if i was out there playing right now it'd be weird yeah uh european soccer has shown that it can be done now granted those rosters are a little smaller but i think the nfl is looking at best practices that you know the nfl has the luxury or has had the luxury of of kind of coming last here of seeing how MLB is doing it and what's working and what's not. And, and, and quite frankly, what's going, what's happening with MLB right now with some games being postponed and uh, because some, uh, some infections propped up in some of the team clubhouses, uh, I think that's going to help the NFL 
it's going to help doctors too to understand uh, what works and what doesn't work. So I think the NFL benefits from from timing a little bit. Uh, it's got the NBA going, it's got the NHL going, it's got European soccer going, and it's got baseball going. So I think there's going to be a season. Nice. Love to hear it, especially as a very avid fantasy football player. I'm like, come <laughs> on, baby, we need some football. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, that. I mean, I appreciate the time you've given us. Is there anything else you wanted to? No, no, Rich. I mean, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Um, do you want to take a second and just kind of tell the listeners and everybody, you know, where to follow you on social media and how to get a, you know, get in touch with the hall? You know what? It, it's it's nice and simple because all of our, our, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, uh, and our website are all pro football HOF nice. and pro football HOF.com. And uh, you'll find us on whatever platform you use and uh, you'll, you'll find some fun stuff. You know, we, we've got trivia, uh, we've got uh, uh, shout outs to guys having celebrating their birthdays and uh, just some di- diving into the archives, you know, on, especially what you're going to see over the next week. Or so it's a lot of, you know, on this date and such and such a year because we're coming up to, to early August when the, the enshrinement traditionally is held. So you'll see some fun on this date and 1980-something or 1990-something, uh, you know, this memorable clip from somebody's enshrinement speech. So, uh, yeah, f- follow us on all those platforms and or uh, our URL, profootballhof.com. And our video on demand is vod.profootballhof.com. So appreciate the opportunity to uh, call those out one more time. Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing all of this information that you shared. I'm looking forward to the the video on demand. Uh, I know that's available today, so I'm definitely going to check out that website today. Um, no doubt about it. And I'm sure Josh is. You know the he. I know I, I always watch. I grew up on um, archive sports videos. I watched you know Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan their dunk contest from 1988. I had that on VHS, and I had this uh, NFL films. Um, with two gentlemen and they argue that's the only reason I know who Steve Largent is because of that film I know all these players because of that film the VHS yeah Josh (laughs) yes VHS is what I'm saying I know man I I remember those days but uh but this is way easier yeah (laughs) yeah not having to rewind you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah be kind rewind yes yeah, <laughs> yeah was a, you were gonna say i was thinking about a, that there's a 50 cent fine for that yes yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah people don't All know right. these well, days rich derosier from the hall of pro football hall of fame uh not the nfl hall of fame the pro football <laughs> hall of fame really appreciate you talking with us uh if we ever if you ever want to jump back on another episode of this podcast to just talk about some new things coming up feel free to reach out we'd love okay. to have you all right, guys. I appreciate your time as well. All right, All right. You have a good Stay one, safe. Yep, yeah, you too. You too.